0: Appreciate everyone hanging out with us today, and let's bring on someone that we have not had on the show.
1: Yet.
0: No, I don't know why we haven't.
1: I why? I, yeah, I might why? blame you for it. No, this was my idea. Oh, oh. This was my idea. You know
0: what? It was your idea. Yeah, thank damn you. It, damn it! Damn it was your idea. Yeah, let's bring on a guy that is super talented, and he works over at the Athletic. He's been in Sacramento a lot, checking out the Kings, what they've been doing in Sacramento. Let's welcome to the show for the first time, Hunter.
2: that's a hell of an intro i appreciate you guys
0: (laughs) of course man how you doing i'm doing well how are you we are good man we appreciate you hanging out with us uh we're at the all-star break so we're kind of just kind of all right what what have we just witnessed the last 57 games talking about like biggest surprises in the league and talking some kings um if i would have told you before the season the kings would be the number three seed uh they'd have two all-stars they'd be seven games above 500 if i told you that before the season would you have like laughed at me
2: Probably, I definitely would have thought that you might have been a, a bit overzealous in yeah, that yeah. in that estimation. But um, it's it's great to see. I figured they had a shot at least um, with the fresh start in Mike Brown to hopefully be in the top half of the Western Conference. But I definitely didn't expect top three.
1: How long have you been really keeping track of De'Aaron Fox in his game? Did you think that he was going to take this type of leap this season?
2: Um, not this season. I would say I didn't know when it came or when it would come. Um, but for me, I, I definitely enjoyed watching him at Kentucky, and I figured with the athleticism that he has and the way the game is played now, he at some point would put it together. Um, but I, I didn't know it would look like this. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's been wild to see that type of leap. Yeah, and it it just it does show you that like. Yeah, you have to find ways to improve on your own for sure. But you do need things around you. And I think sometimes you just look at these guys, they have talent, they're going to be good. It's like, no, having a coach that instills confidence and account- accountability helps you. Having talent around you helps yep. you. You you need a, a bit of everything,
2: you know? Right. And I think with De'Aaron too, you see he's roughly been a 20-point-plus guy at, at least every year in his career. I um, mean, if not, it's been around like seventeen, eighteen. I would say, and um, for him, it it's always been there, but it hasn't necessarily impacted winning the way that it does now. So, um, I, I think credit Domas, credit um, all of the the pieces around De'Aaron and and Mike Brown as well.
1: Yeah, do you, that's something that we always talk about. We're always like, we want to give credit. To him, his maturity. I mean, watching him grow over the years from being 19 year, years old to now. And right. then we just talked about it with Mike Brown, you know, setting the standard, this culture. But then you just talked about it. Some of the other guys, Domas Sabonis, um, mm-hmm. obviously having a vet in Harrison Barnes around with some of these better pieces around. It's got to be the roster construction too, right?
2: Right. I, I think it has a lot to do with the construction and then – the way that the system um, plays to their strengths. So uh, I I think that this is by all means a talented group, but I think uh, the DHOs, the way um, they have so many guys who can come off pin downs. And now you see even Keegan's able to create when he's, he's uh, like driven off the three point line. So I think the system really benefits um, and, and, kind of like accentuates their strengths
0: and Keegan had six dimes last night too he played 20 minutes I was surprised he only played 20 minutes but six assists last night so it's good to see him get that going like what what have been your impressions of of Keegan Murray through this first stretch of the season
2: yeah I I watched him a bit too during March Madness last uh, college basketball season and I thought at the time he was in college, no doubt, a three-level scorer, but I didn't know if he'd be able to create off the bounce as well as he's shown throughout the season. Um, so it's it's been really fun to see his progression. And I remember one of the post post-game press conferences, Mike Brown essentially was saying that Keegan can create his own ceiling, um, and the more that he shows initiative and and a will to score and create, the more leash that Mike is going to allow him to have. So yeah, um, like, the sky's the limit for him.
0: You brought that up too. Mike Brown was uh, on Cal's and Romney the show after us, and he was just talking about how much he wants Keegan to be more aggressive, not just just yeah. going at guys, but also just right. getting yours sometimes. And I think Mike almost holds him accountable with playing time now, where it's like, hey, if you are not if you are going to be out there and not be, and be aggressive, passive. like you are not going to play,
2: right? And I think in that role too, um, Deuce, you mentioned his minutes last night and. Throughout the stretch, we were – or down the stretch, we were kind of seeing um, TD get get some of those minutes. And I think it, in the way that TD plays, you can see that they have kind of like the same incentive. Like, okay, if you, you're you open, you shoot, you, you hit those shots, you stay in the game. And um, he's kind of capitalizing on things that Keegan could be doing as well.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the bench for a little bit. And let's talk about the good mm-hmm. before we get to some of the bad of the Kings bench. But – um you talked about Terrence Davis. He's really stepped up with Malik Monk being out, but has Malik Monk's presence this season surprised you or was, are these your expectations of what Monk was going to bring?
2: I think he had this uh, or a similar role, I would say with the Lakers last season, but um, again, just the way that the Lakers season went, I, I think again, the impact on winning is making it look better or, or, there's more of like a magnitude to the way that he's playing because the team is winning. And um, as far as like the impact he's having too, I thought Davion might possibly be able to mature into more of a scorer off the bench, but he's kind of Malik has kind of alleviated that, that need.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's, that's almost hurt Davion too. Cause we've been talking about Davion and how like, he might've been one of the bigger disappointments, not necessarily it's all on him. It's just like the fit is weird. You know, at the end of last year, he's got the ball in his hands, especially with Fox right. out of the lineup. He's making all the decisions. He's being able to attack. But when he's out there with Monk or even with Fox, like those guys have the rock. And mm-hmm. I think that's been a tough adjustment for him. And just playing like these short stints where, mm-hmm. you know, he played just under 10 minutes last night.
2: Right. And for me as a former overthinker on the court, I think um, it's it's pretty apparent mm-hmm. that he's, in his head a bit sometimes yes. like he passes up on open shots there's and he's extremely quick there's times he could probably take people off the bounce more than he does so um i think he might just be in his head a bit about what his role is so yeah, yeah
1: do, do you think it's more it's like
0: that's where you're going here I, I thought you're going to go with he he, he played he balled dude. well you're I, not I wanted
1: this. i wanted to get i was going to kind of tie that look in. up his
0: max preps
1: because no here's here's my thing though hunter like, even when you were on the floor, was it sometimes not being that selfish player that got stuck in your head?
2: Um, yeah, and then there's also, too, like if he knows that his run might not last more than five, six minutes at a time, he might mm. really shy away from making mistakes, which can kind of like um hinder who he really is as a player.
1: Yeah, I, I, I. I can see that. You can see him almost wearing that on his body language sometimes because you talked about the way that he's able to take someone off the dribble with that quick Mm -hmm. first step at times, you know, with that little crossover. His handles have gotten better and better, but he chooses to sometimes be robotic and run through the actions off of this motion offense rather than starting to just think for himself.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you can see he's... Essentially, out there to play defense and initiate sets on offense, um, and so he, I, like, I would never want to say you're playing four on five, but you know, defensively, if you've read the scouting report, that he's not looking to score too often,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and that's a challenge. It sure think. is when you need um, someone. I guess going to the last twenty five games of the season, like, what what are your kind mm-hmm. of biggest concerns with this group? Um, I I guess Davion could be up there. I I feel like for me, it's still the backup five and maybe even the backup point guard spot.
2: Yeah, you you pretty much hit on both of them. Um, I think last night, probably the most glaring weakness was the fact that there was no one to score when De'Aaron was off the court. Um, So things can kind of get stagnant a little bit and and then that puts more pressure on De'Aaron to play more minutes throughout the season and you definitely don't want to um wear him out before he gets to his first playoff appearance cuz he doesn't necessarily know what to expect yet so um i think that might be a concern too i would hope wear and tear i honestly have forgot domas basically has like a broken thumb um, <laughs> so yeah these guys can like wear and tear outside of the two things that you mentioned um in in backup point guard backup center I think wear and tear would be my biggest thing because they've been pretty pretty lucky so far with um, health.
1: You know, I I keep I know whenever we talk about wear and tear with this team too, I'm kind of in this boat of like, hey, get there, show them what the wear and tear will be in that mm-hmm. first postseason run in 16 years and ever for some of these guys. <laughs> show right. them, make them feel what it would be like and what type of conditioning that they need to be in. Now, it's not only on them to be in that type of conditioning. It's obviously on your coaches and time management and understanding where you need to to be playing night in and night out. Um, but I think that goes to, too, when you look at the trade deadline and these tweaks weren't made. If you're not going to be playing or trusting Davion Mitchell and Rashawn Holmes as backups, mm-hmm. then why didn't the Kings make the the necessary tweaks at the trade deadline?
2: Um, I guess they they felt that, uh, well, I think they definitely think they haven't hit their ceiling yet. So mm. they want to kind of let the guys mesh and continue to kind of like find that, that well multiple cohesive units to put out there. Um, me personally, I definitely would have been more active during or before the trade deadline. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you kind of wish they did have have more. I personally kind of wish they had another person who could create on their own because there's only a handful of people.
1: What would you have done um, at or before the trade deadline? Like in your in your oh,
2: if he's the GM, GM Hunter, the GM. Yeah, yeah, throwing yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on, I'm on my GM hat right now. Uh-huh. It's one like one of the people I really liked uh, was Jared Vanderbilt because yeah, yeah. he's yeah really young um he's not super offensively gifted but he can defend almost like 1 through 5 and um he can not i mean i think also too i was watching um he was he got moved around a bunch but he was with Utah previously right
0: yeah utah minnesota yeah
2: right so and like he he offensively cuts really well and i was kind of like pairing him up with domas in my mind and thinking about like all the cuts and ehos and things but um he was the main person i would have liked
1: yeah yeah i think we're we were kind of in that same boat of like you know you didn't need a big name you needed a a, mm-hmm. a long
0: that's why i still go with like the bio a little bit i was just bringing up nerland's Noel i'm not acting like he's some crazy uh, you know stopper but no. at the same time like mm-hmm. look you're not playing Rashawn Yep. It's clear he's not. Which he, to he, me, that
2: is that's like I he had a really good stretch, and I'm I was kind of expecting to see more from it. Yeah.
0: That I don't <laughs> I don't get it because I mean go back to that Lakers game, that road game where Sabonis yeah. is out. The guy had 16 and 10. They won. He wins defensive player of the game. And I, I remember that night I was doing TV with Morgan. I'm like, Morgan, like he, he's gonna get more of an inch now. Like mm-hmm. you you reward that. You've been searching at the backup five. Then Sabonis gets back, and it's like, oh, he's not really playing. You're like, oh. like, And I think that crushes a guy's confidence. I think that – and I understand, like, I give credit to, like, TD and some of these guys for being ready when their name's called. But at the same time, like, hey, coach, you asked me to come in and step up. The nice. only day I it. step up, I gave you a double-double. We won the game. I was impactful in the game, and now I can't get in the rotation?
2: Yeah, and um, I, I don't know. Because Morgan initially had brought it up, and I was thinking, like, damn, it it would be good to see more minutes for Rashawn. But even, um, like, shouts out to Keon. No, like, obviously no slight to him. But if there's people who can, like, you can find minutes for them. Even, like, who knows? Maybe Alex Ling could be hot one game, and you could throw him in there. So um, there's, I think. Very capable people on the bench who just may not have had their opportunity. I agree, and Hunter, that's,
1: like last night, though, even right. Sorry, really quick, because you just brought up Alex Len. It's like you're going up against DeAndre Ayton, and then you're just going with Chimezie Metu. Well,
0: and they activated Kata for that game. Like he was, he was with the team. You know, so yeah. you, you Ayton crushed you last mm-hmm. night, right? And when Sabonis went to the bench, you know, you, you go to Metu instead, and it's like, look. The three guys who did not play last night were all your bigs, Holmes, Len, and
2: Keta. Mm-hmm. And that was where you probably needed the most help. So, um I don't I don't know. I've I've definitely watched games and noticed things where where bigs are on the opposing teams or grabbing a bunch of boards, like offensive rebounds are issues and I'm very curious about why certain people aren't getting a chance.
0: Yeah
1: frustrating at times it's
0: weird yeah it's just more interesting like I'm, I'm I'm curious as to why
1: and Hunter then I'll ask you this then when you look at Mike Brown as a coach we can talk about all the great things he's done but when you look at his rotations are are you just as confused as anyone else or do you feel like there are just so many coaches around the league that have their ways and or, and or if there were other pieces and tweaks that were made at the trade deadline that he would actually be testing them out in the rotation
2: yeah I think he's said it a lot but I think he really is like especially earlier on in the season I think that we talked about second half of the season we may not see sporadic lineups the way we did in the first half just because I think he was genuinely searching for some things possibly knowing Ahead of time, too, that there wouldn't be anything coming at the trade deadline. Um, so I think he's really trying to be creative and throw a bunch of different things out there. But um, there are some times where I'm, I'm a, a like i pop probably wouldn't have went with that five. Or yeah. but I mean he's he's successful for a reason too. So yeah, I, I
0: think every NBA market criticizes a coach's <laughs> rotations. It just that's yeah, it that's, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like, why don't you go with this guy instead? I mean, it happens all the time. Um, before I let you go, I have a question. Do you think, where the Kings are at right now, number three spot, mm-hmm. do you think they're in the top six when we get to the end of the regular season?
2: Yeah, I actually, um friend of mine, he and I are having, like, a debate about that. Um, he's living in SAC also, and he doesn't necessarily think with all of the moves that have been made recently, that they'll be able to maintain this standing. Um, And I am one of the people who think that they haven't really hit their ceiling yet. So I think that they'll continue to progress. Um, Why,
0: why don't you think they've hit their ceiling?
2: Cause I really think it all depends on Keegan. Like we've seen like Domas literally can't do anything else. He had like 24, 15, seven. De'Aaron, they're both all stars. And I think, there is really another level offensively, um, and like on both sides of the ball that Keegan um, can reach and maintain that he hasn't hit yet. Um, so Keegan, by far, to me, is the biggest wild card. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, we
0: we talk about where Sacramento can take that next jump, whether it's later this year in the you know last twenty five games or next year. It's internal, and if Keegan can be take that jump, he looks. I mean, he's about a six eight guy who can shoot it. He's shooting at an elite level. Yeah. This is not like, oh, he's, he's shooting well for a rookie. It's like, no, he's 41%, just under 42%, taking significant attempts. You know, it's not like on two attempts a game. And if right. anything, he could be more aggressive. Wait,
1: Hunter, do you think he can take that jump? And what is it going to take? Like, is it a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? Does he just need to be coached differently? Like, what what is it for him to take that jump?
2: I think it's really just on him. Um, and he's he is still very young, like, um, he spent a few years in school, but I know he's still in his early 20s. Yeah. Um, so that may not come this season, and I personally may be putting a little too much pressure on him for this season. Um, but we've seen those flashes where – and I'm not saying he has to have like 20 or 30 every game, but at least he's very capable of impacting the game really strong, strongly in at least one category. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: Well, Hunter, I appreciate you hopping on with us for a bit, man.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you all having me. I've, I've been watching the show and, um, I keep up with you all when you're on NBC Sports and everything. So keep uh, doing your thing.
0: Hey, you too, man. I appreciate you. I mean, I, we were a little offended. Apparently, you're in a group chat. Oh yeah, with Frankie Cardicelli, Chris <laughs> Watkins, yeah. and, and Cameron's yeah. and like yeah. Yeah, we so, so we were just
1: like we weren't invited. But then what we told them anyway that we didn't want to be invited anyway. No, no, no. So,
0: oh. We wanted so to they, be. in we oh, wanted to be invited, but we, we wanted, don't want. We don't want to be
2: in it. No,
1: we wanted to deny yeah. them too. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah,
2: denying you. I, I didn't. I didn't create it. I was just added. Just Classic this deflection. Mm-hmm. Great
0: deflection. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, it's not my party. You it. I didn't, can't. You don't sound like
1: advice. a nice guy,
0: Hunter. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. know. Well, Hunter, dude, seriously,
2: thanks so much. We'll do it again, man. Of course. I appreciate you all. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You.
0: Hunter Patterson works for the athletic, young, up and comer. Yeah. And he's really talented. Good for him, dude. I like him a lot. I know.